0: Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike, dancing in my Instagram stories, or coupled up with wine watching The Real Housewives. Please know that this show could include some grown-up language here there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode sixty-five. I am your host, your hostess, Brittany Crossin. What is up? What is up? I am so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here every time that I'm here. I love doing this show. Thank you so much for being here. If you've if you've been here before and you're back, thank you so much for coming back. If you've never been here before. Welcome to the party. Today's episode is really great with Mike Searock Sirocco as my guest here in just a few minutes. he um, He's coming out with a book and he talks to us about how to. Um, Take our setbacks and turn them into rocket fuel. He, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful topic, honestly, for anyone to listen to, but especially an entrepreneur, because hello, setback after setback after setback, it happens all the time. It's just, it's just the way that it goes. It's just a fact of life. It doesn't mean you're doing anything more wrong than the next person. You're going to run into tons of setbacks. So, so Mike has some really. Um, Really cool things to share uh, here in just a few minutes as my guest. I'm so thankful to him for for coming on and, and sharing sharing some good stuff with us. Um, first order of business though really quick I want to ask, are you on Clubhouse? So if you don't know what Clubhouse is, it is a new social media app that is or no, new social media platform of course an app that is audio only. It's very interesting. Um, I'm I'm recently on on Clubhouse. I've been doing a little bit of stuff there. If you are on Clubhouse, please come find me at Brittany Crosson. B R I T N E Y C R O S S O N. Um it's been really cool. It's it's kind of fun because I'm a podcaster and it's audio only, so I'm kind of used to the whole audio thing. Um but I guess if you know, you want to like dress how you want and sit how you want and be where you want. Um it's great cuz it doesn't matter what you look like. Nobody's going to see you. <laughs> but um I'm really liking it. It's kind of exclusive. Like they they have invite only and things like that. But I feel like it's going to expand over time, you know. Um I don't know. I, I I think it's I think it's got a really cool future. So I'm really excited about Clubhouse. If you are on there, please, 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 please come and find me. Um, I also one other little housekeeping order of business, I wanna remind you to please rate and review the show. I would really really appreciate it. If you would take a moment, if you listen to the show on iTunes, especially, or on any other platform platform that allows you to uh, rate and review the show, please do so. I love a five star rating and review. Um, it's really and truly helpful, very helpful, actually, to to potential listeners, of course, because they're going to want to read reviews and see what, see what they think and see if it talks them into listening to the show. But it's also really helpful on these uh, podcast platforms to help get the show seen, like in searches and get featured and things like that. Uh, I really want to grow the show to have millions and millions of listeners. And I think that you and I will definitely do that together soon if we work together. I really appreciate you uh, spreading the word. Um, one other way you can spread the word about the show is simply take a screenshot right now of your phone, like while it shows on your screen that you're listening to the show, and then post that screenshot into your Instagram stories and tag the show and me. So tag at the social sunshine podcast on Instagram and tag at Brittany Crosson. I would really, really appreciate that. That would be wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So one little, one little tip advice, Just I'm going to take a couple minutes here and give you just a little tip, um, a little insight. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably recently saw me talking about, um, adding extra streams of income to, to your family, to bring in more money, right? A lot of people do this and I brought it up on my social media accounts, Uh, Recently, here in January, because it's a popular time for people to do that, right? (laughs) In the beginning of the year, you you know, start new businesses, add extra strains of income, a side hustle, whatever you want to call it. Um, It's very, very common. And it's also very common to get a lot of people asking you if you want to join their business, their team, um, which is totally cool. Hey, you know, everybody's got it, everybody's out there selling their thing. It's cool. But I just offered up some some words of wisdom about about that topic to hopefully help everybody because i you may know that actually my husband and i have an extra stream of income that's a wine business because we love wine so it totally makes sense and i shared something that that was three reasons why side businesses fail in my opinion okay so i want to share those with you real quick to just kind of help you stay alert keep your eyes open and and be aware basically. So the first reason why I think a lot of side businesses fail is that you chose something that you don't believe in. I mean, bottom line, if you if you don't really believe in the product or the service, like you're not really into it and you just don't care, it's probably not going to work out, especially if it's an extra stream of income. Because it's, if it's not like paying for your actual food on your dinner table and it's extra – then it's very easy to just leave it behind if you're not interested in it. You see what I'm saying The second reason why I think that reason um, reason why I think that side businesses fail is because it doesn't fit authentically into your life and your personal brand i mean if it if it doesn't make sense it, you know that <laughs> It just doesn't make sense. And it's going to come across to your audience whenever you're trying to talk to people about it, to anybody you have conversations about it, and to you. It's not going to feel authentic. Like I said, ours is a wine business and we are authentic wine lovers. We are wine obsessed. So it totally, totally makes sense for us to have a wine business. Like the, no brainer, seriously, none, zero. We're going to buy wine anyway anyway so on and so forth, right? And people already know that we love wine, so they know we're being real. But if it's not authentic to you, it's probably not going to work out. The third reason why I think that side businesses fail is because you didn't treat it like an actual business. Look, it doesn't mean that it has to be like um, you know, rigid and difficult and complicated and spreadsheets and crazy stuff all the time to make it a business, but you do have to respect it. You do have to take it seriously. You do have to you know, actually like try (laughs) and organize it and, and, and treat it like a business and really tend to it on a regular basis in order to make it work. And if you don't do that, it's not going to work out. So those are my three things I want you to think about. If you've tried something before and it failed, or if you've heard about people trying things and it failed, um, there's a lot of great things out there. It's not all, it's not all bad. Um, I know that people have all kinds of opinions about these things and I have my own. And I think that, um, if you kind of follow those guidelines, follow your gut and get a lot of good information and then really and truly respect it and treat it like a business, I really think you can see great success and, and some extra money for your family, which is which is why we do it. Why not, right? Um, I hope that that was helpful. I hope that gets you in the right frame of mind uh, to be doing that. And if you do decide to add on a business venture this year, good luck to you. Okay, that's it, you guys. I'm going to stop chatting. I want to get on to this interview with Mr. C-Rock himself. Coming up next. So I want to talk to you real quick about Canva. So as small business owners, most of us are not like super fancy graphic designers, and it's really not easy to learn complicated software. So that's where Canva comes in because we all need to make social media posts. We all need to make some graphics. We all need some cover photos, some flyers, some digital art, right? And Canva makes that easy. Canva Pro Starts at only nine ninety five a month, which is actually a steal. But you can try it for free for thirty days and support the podcast. So all you've got to do is go to socialsunshinepodcast dot com slash try canva pro. That's socialsunshinepodcast.com dot com slash try canva pro. I hope you love it. Today's guest is the CEO of People Building, Inc., and the powerhouse behind the What Are You Made Of movement. He's a performance coach, author, dynamic public speaker, and a podcast host, and his debut book, Rocket Fuel, is set to release in early 2021 with a foreword written by the one and only Grant Cardone. He currently resides in Ocean City, Maryland, with his wife and two children, and he is here to teach us how to turn setbacks into rocket fuel. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Mike Seerock.
1: Back, <laughs> What's up, Brittany? You got it. You got it. You said it right. Thank you so much for having me. I always start every interview that I'm on with gratitude just because I am so honored and humbled to be able to share my message with people and uh, especially your audience today. So thank you very much.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. No, thank you. I really do value your time, and I appreciate it. And I know it takes time and effort to set aside to do stuff like this. And I, I, I'm so glad you're here. I know everybody's going to get such good stuff out of this. Um, before we dive into your topic, though, I would love for you to just tell everybody, you know, how you got where you are. Like, what's your journey? Why do you do what you do?
1: You know, I, uh, I currently have a, a mortgage company that I, I run a large division for. I started out myself and a partner, and grew it to 40 employees. And, you know, I'm just really blessed and thankful to have the people that I work with, uh, my partners and my, the employees that work with us are just phenomenal. Uh, it allows me to work on not just that business there, but more the people in the business where I can help coach them, develop them. And beyond that as well, it allows me to work outside of that business, inspiring and, and lifting others up and encouraging others and coaching others. So um, I'm a people builder at heart. It all goes back, Brittany, to when I was about 11 years old. Uh, I don't really remember my parents ever together. Um, Came from a broken home, dealing with the child support and custody and all that jazz. All the conflicts that come along with that. I can relate.
0: I can relate.
1: Yeah, so that's why I tell this story because I know so many people, you know, have this similar similar background. But uh, uh, you know, then when you throw step parents in the mix, then there's conflicts too. If they if they're not, you know thinking the right way, so to speak, or, or, you know, they have their own agendas added into the mix, which makes it more complicated. Yes. And as a kid, I'm sitting there watching all this stuff. And I was the oldest of all the children, all the half brothers and sisters and stepbrothers and all that sisters. And as you add more kids too, by the way, it gets even more complicated. So (laughs) uh, we're, we're, you know, I'm sitting there going through all this, trying to figure all this stuff out, why people are upset, why people don't like so-and-so all this stuff. So, when I was eight to 11, I lived with my dad, and that was a particularly uh tough time. You know there was a lot of things going on at that time, and I dealt with a lot of psychological and emotional abuse done to me in that household. Um, I won't get into a lot of detail, but it was just a lot of things that were said that shouldn't be said and threats that were made that shouldn't have been made, yes, especially to a, you know a kid, let alone anyone. Um, so I was, I was in the right frame of mind though as a mature enough kid at that age to really understand that you know that, that wasn't necessary. I didn't need to be uh, putting up with that kind of life. And so I told my mom and she said, oh, look, I'll file court papers for you to get out, but you need to stick to your guns. Like you can't flip-flop. You need to, you need to be on point. So I said, okay, uh, I got it. She said, listen, in life, you, you know when you believe in something, you have to be stubborn about it. Being stubborn is not the wrong thing when it's on the right thing. And, you know, I like to look up definitions a lot, Brittany, and um, this one part of the definition of stubborn is perversely unyielding. That just like rings out to me, like if I'm on the right thing and I believe in something and I'm perversely unyielding with it, I'm going to be successful. And so I just remember this as a kid, my mom teaching me these things. And she also taught me at a young age that I'm going to be a leader and I'm inspiring. And I didn't even know what that meant, but she was saying that and imprinting in my mind because maybe that's what she wanted for me. When that happens though, good and bad, when things are told to you at a young age, when you're really impressionable or really not conscious of what's going on, you start to act out those things. You start to talk like that. You start to think like that. And I think that's what happened to me. So she filed the court papers and my dad, when I came home from school one day, had the court papers in his hand. And he said, hey, go back to your room. So I went back in my room and sat on my bed and waited for him and felt like, you know, forever. And here he comes walking back. And my dad, my dad was my hero. He had his own masonry business. He uh, laid brick and block and concrete and all that. And he was very successful. He worked hard. He had big forearms, rough hands. Uh, you know, I always looked up to him for that hard working. And he always carried a wad of hundred dollar bills in his pocket with a rubber band around it. And I, I, I just thought that was the coolest thing. And he used to show me, like, look, this is what this gets. You can get this with that. And So when he brought those papers back there, I'm sitting there like terrified. I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, He he basically confirmed with the fact that I wanted to to do that and reminded me that my mom didn't have it that well there. And I had everything I needed at his house and, you know, what else could I want? And just Mm -hmm. kind of made me feel out like, like I'm the one that was crazy, you know, when I know that it's not the case. And as you go through life, a lot of times when you're rational and you're the one that's on point and you get around irrational people sometimes they'll people are so irrational crazy sometimes that they they switch it around and you start really start to second guess yourself yes (laughs) you know and uh so that happened and i said no i I remember my mom told me stick to your guns, so i stuck to my guns i said no i'm i'm committing to this and so he said okay so he takes that wad 100 dollar bills out he peels one off crumples it up and throws it at me and said here you're gonna need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day and, uh,
0: at,
1: at that moment, like, I'm like, well, first of all, this is my hero throwing in the towel. Like really? But the stubbornness in me kicked in and I, and I realized, wait a minute here. That is not happening. Okay. I am I'm, I'm determined my future. Like you're not going to determine my future. And secondly, I, I thought all this was ordinary. Like I saw people on TV with mom, moms and dads in the same house and happy family. I thought that was like a fairy tale TV thing. I thought everybody was going through similar stuff that I was dealing with. And, uh, since I thought it was ordinary, I thought to myself, there's gotta be other people that have been given up on and, and, you know, I'll be able to do something here. I'll be able to help them. I'll be able to maybe just show them what you can accomplish, even though you go through that you know, scenario. So all my life, I've been driving off of this fire, this fuel, and I, I couldn't really lay it out. Like I, I, I didn't label it before until about two years ago, I did a little self analysis and started to really look into like, wait a minute, something powerful is driving me because I keep going through setbacks, but I convert them. And I keep propelling myself forward every single time. If I could bottle this and figure this out and share it with people, not only will it inspire and impact the world, but it's, you know, it's valuable. So uh, I did that and I figured out what it was. It was this concept of rocket fuel, which is to turn all setbacks, letdowns, negativity, Discouraging people, negative people, into rocket fuel for your future. Because you see, in life, when you want something and have the ideal life, it's not the 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 the, uh, wins and successes that you have that stop you. It's not the the uh, encouraging people and supportive people. It's all the opposite of that. It's all the toxicity. And if you can figure out a way not to just eliminate or remove it, but actually take it, not store it in your trunk where it weighs you down, but store it in your tank and use it as fuel you will not only get back to where you were from before the setback, but you'll propel yourself out into outer space away from all that negativity and gravitational pull. So that's what the concept's all about. That's where it came from. And uh, now my my job is to get it out to people.
0: Right. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I relate to to your story very much. Uh, Very, very much. Um, That's crazy. I feel like, um, oh, jeez sorry, my alarm for my no kids. Um, I feel like that happens to me a lot on my show. I don't know if that happens to you on yours or just people that you're talking to in other situations, but I feel like I relate. I don't know. I just feel like somebody like you is brought brought to me and I'm sure that a lot of people listening feel the same way. So that was really special. Thank you for sharing that. What do you yeah. think? Okay. So I would love for you, I wanted you to, to kind of lay this out for people more and give some more details and maybe how they can start adapting this way of thinking. But what are you, I'm wondering about people that won't or that don't, you know, like if you have the setbacks that every freaking person has, like even Mm -hmm. the most amazing successful hero of your life has, what do you think? Like people are not, they're not turning that pain into power. They're not using it as fuel. Like, do you think it's, I don't know. I'm just curious if you have any thoughts on that as to yeah. why that's so hard to do sometimes.
1: Yeah, let's paint the picture here. So when you have a setback or something or you get some bad news, right? The first thing that happens, you get like this feeling in your chest or your stomach and it's like, yeah. oh man, like what, really? And, and you know that's a trigger to me. So that's a trigger to me to be like, okay, wait a minute, setback, opportunity, convert. And so that's something that I think about all the time, which I, I didn't always do that. I went through a phase where I wasn't as good at it. And, um, I was faster than others, but I still felt that feeling. And I would sit there for a period of time. And as you add time to a setback, as you add time to anything like that, the pain wears off, but you delay and your, your propel your, um, your advancement, like the opportunity for you to take advantage of things faster. So for people that don't do it, and you're listening to this, first of all, most of the people that don't understand what I'm talking about are currently in an adversity. They're currently in close proximity and things are in chaos for them. So they can't see it. This is a proactive concept. You need to be proactively preparing yourself for setbacks. And when you do that, the people that are not in an adversity right now, you'll grasp this concept and you'll understand, look, when you go through an adversity, I want you guys to remember this. And if you're taking notes, write this down. When you go through an adversity next time, I want you to remember, C-Rock said it, it right away, acknowledge it right away. As fast as possible, acknowledge it and look for opportunity. Switch your, switch your uh, focus from the problem to the solution or opportunity. And that's all you have to do. It's, it's just a basic like, switch of what you're looking at and focusing on. And when you do that, it changes your life. And so to me, I would say that people that aren't doing it, one, expect that it's going to be difficult. Expect that there's going to be setbacks. When it happens, if you, if, if you want to get out of like, that bad feeling, because I don't ever want to feel like that, I don't want anybody feeling like that, then, then take my advice and do this. And if you don't do it, you're going to see, now you know, like the, the other thing is a lot of people don't know about it, Brittany. So if you don't know that this is possible, okay, you're going to deal with setbacks and you're going to have to learn on your, on your own and that's the hard way. But now that people are listening to this and if they hear this and they know and they still sit and wallow in their setbacks and their victimhood, that's a decision they're making. and since we can't control people, we can only influence them. All I can do is get the message out and try to paint the picture as clear as possible and hope that that takes. Um, usually when I can't help someone, it's because one, they don't think it's possible to be helped. Yeah. In, in, in order to really help someone and guide them in a direction, they need to know that help is possible, change is possible. Um, and they need to uh, basically be able to communicate that they need help. And when they do that and those buttons are pushed, you gotta hit those buttons first. If you hit those buttons, then you can help people. It's very difficult when we start going to help people and try to coach people or preach to them or something and they don't think help for them is possible and they're not willing to communicate and accept that and or take responsibility for anything. You you don't get anywhere. And I've done this before where it's one of the most frustrating things for me actually is that when I have the answers to help someone and they don't take it or they don't see it and they don't do it, man, that's a hard thing. It's the most tragic thing, I think.
0: It is hard. It is really hard. But it's it's real. You're right. I mean, if somebody's not ready, I guess it's not going to work. <laughs> right, well, okay. Right. So, talk about. Um, so, a lot, like I told you um, before we start recording, uh, most of the people listening to this show are um, entrepreneurs or business owners that, you know, small business. So, Um, they're just like everybody else Are going to see a lot of setbacks, but clearly we're coming off of, uh, this episode's coming out here in the beginning of 2021, uh, but we're coming off of 2020. So I feel like that clearly is, um, maybe a year of extra setbacks. So how can somebody apply this thinking as a business owner? You know, um, Mm -hmm. I mean that it happens all the time. I mean, I feel, I, I I've described this, this, maybe you understand what I'm saying. Like I, I describe it to my husband, like, I envision this video because a lot of what I think like it turns into a video and I actually do a lot of videos. So that's probably why, yeah. but I envision this video of this entrepreneur, this business owner, and he or she is like, going and maybe they got on like boxing gloves or something and and they're just going and they have a moment where they're like boom and then knock somebody out I mean I don't even watch boxing I don't even know but and then they go a little bit longer and then like boom somebody hits them from the side and boom somebody hits them in the gut and so you know and and then and then you might have a good moment but I feel like it sometimes it can feel that way right especially after this year so in your business how can how can a business owner use this to their advantage
1: well first of the, the, the most important thing is to get a clear vision of what life you want, right? And once you have this clear vision of what life you want, you commit to it. Yeah. Once you do that, and like when I say commit means that, look, I'm burned, ship's committed. I will go down with the ship. I'm not stopping until I get what I want. Right. See, see, something in my life I've noticed is that I've gotten everything that I've ever set out for, everything that I ever wanted. And I'm not saying hand it to me like a spoiled brat. <laughs> I'm saying that I got it because I worked and I didn't give up and didn't didn't quit. And so, um, and I ask for help when I need it. So in business for everybody that's listening, that's a solopreneur, entrepreneur, whatever you have, small business, you need to make sure if you, you're clear on what you want and the ideal business that you want and believe that it's possible. And once you do that, commit, like all out commit, sell out. If you do that, it doesn't matter what happens. Like all the stuff that can be thrown your way, you know, you're not quitting in the back of your mind. You're like, well, I'm not quitting. So what do I got to do to fix this? You start stopping and looking at the problems and then you start looking for solutions and you're ready for them. So that's the biggest thing for me. Like just, just this last week, uh, one of my, my really good employees decided that she was leaving the industry and I got a message at like midnight that said, uh, you know, I'm putting in my two weeks and, uh, I know I'm in this for the long haul. So I know that like, okay, this is happening. What's the opportunity here. That's what I started to thinking because I don't start to think about what is this going to do to my business? Oh my goodness, what are people going to think? Oh my goodness, is, are we going to make it? Like that, that stuff is like out the window. It's, it's okay, I'm going forward. This is going to happen regardless of what the outcome here is. How do we fix this? What's the next step? What's my action plan? Who do I need to ask help from? And immediately take action as fast as possible to take time out of the equation. As soon as you add time in it, 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 it exasperates things. And so that's, that's my advice on that.
0: Okay. You feel like, I feel like, I mean, it's, well, it's like a discipline, right? Like anything else you're, it's a, it's a habit that you've formed and you really do. It's amazing. It may sound cheesy. Like everybody's heard it before, but you really, when you can rely on yourself, it really does build up your confidence. You know, like you said, you know, I'm going to do it. Like it's going to be fine. I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. And, and even if something goes wrong, you just already know that. And I feel like, but I feel like that's a practice thing. Mm-hmm. I, I know yeah. some people are probably maybe naturally more, do you think do you see like some people are a
1: little bit more naturally good at this, maybe? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say naturally. I would say they had experience in their life that made them yeah. that way. But uh, I think that it's a muscle that you work and you can start without having a setback happen to you. You can create opportunities to practice this. Right. So look for things that aren't going exactly your way. Every single day, there's no day that goes by that you can't find something that didn't go your way. And then use that and just practice it on little things that don't matter as much. You know, um, the other thing, Brittany, I got to tell you this, like this weekend, my kids and I had a breakthrough. I have an eight-year-old and a 14-year-old, the boys older, Nick and Sophia. And I was sitting there like watching a TV show with my wife one night. And I was thinking, I don't know what show it was. I can't remember, but I just started thinking about, wait a minute. When I go up in an airplane, because I travel a lot, I go up in an airplane, I see little people. And (laughs) as the further I go, the smaller they get before, no, you can't see them. Yeah. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. So when we're down here on earth, we see each other and we're this five foot, six foot, whatever, you know, Right. and it seems like we're big and everything that we're going through, we're so focused on and our problems seem so big. And and then when you're up in an airplane, you realize how big the earth is and you realize how small we really are and how small, like, I, I just imagined like a little man going, oh man, I'm mad. I can't believe this happened to me. And he's like, little guy, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, come on, man. This is, this is whatever (laughs) and then I started laughing and I'm like wait a minute everything that happens that we get so stressed out or anxiety about or it's it's not that big a deal because and I know this may sound like some people are like yeah of course I know that I think about that all the time this is something that I'm just telling you that I know about but I really became aware and started to think deeply about this so I told my kids about it and you know they fight like any kids do and when things don't go their way they get upset and this and that well I'm like guys listen I told him a story about the little man and I said, we're really like this small, maybe even smaller. And matter of fact, when I touch my fingers together, you cannot even, you, you can't even see any space, but my hands aren't really touching because there's still even space in between there. And I was getting really, really granular with them. And I said, anything <laughs> that we get upset about really doesn't matter that much, guys. It really doesn't. So all weekend when we were, when we were hanging out and messing around, uh, we were talking about like my daughter would get upset. And we'd be like, little man, little man. <laughs> and then would say, little man, every time somebody get upset, even when I was upset about something stupid, they would be like little man. So we've reminded ourselves that our problems aren't really that big. And so if you approach your business this way and understand that things are thrown your way to, to, to learn from, to use as fuel, to get motivated on opportunities, and then just understand that if somebody else gets stressed out and comes your way and gives you a, a mouth or something, just take it They're just dumping their trash on you and just, just handle it and then smile. Because we're all little tiny specks on this big, giant planet. (laughs) So that's just something recent that I I just started thinking about. I'm not saying that it's very, uh, you know, deep or anything, but it just.
0: just... (laughs) No, it's perfect. It makes total sense. I love it. The little man thing. You're so right. Um, I feel like a lot of the so much could be, I think even if somebody feels like they haven't had very extraordinary of a life or something, I think a lot of people probably think that way about themselves. But any sort of setback can be turned into fuel, like you said. I mean, you—you told us a story all the way back from your childhood, and I have similar stories. I mean, it could be—it could be anything like that, right? That you use that and turn it into power. I mean, it doesn't have to mean that your life is so um, fancy and extraordinary right now, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, let me tell you another story about that. So, um, I was working in a mortgage company for I don't know how long—twelve years—and. I don't want to get into a lot of details specifically what happened because I didn't take it to court and I chose not to for a reason, but because I, I think the court system works too slow really. But, um, yeah. <laughs> when something happened that wasn't right and our company crumbled and I had to start all over again with my team, my partners, we had to start all over again. I was in a really dark spot in 2017, December, of 2017. And knowing that we've, Took 12 years to get to where we were. We built this company to like $11 million in revenue. And, and I was like, man, I can't believe we got to like start over. I identified myself as a successful person and business person. Start all over like, oh man. But I looked at a, a, on Facebook, they have memories that come up. Yeah. And just yesterday, a memory came up on my page. And I was like, wait a minute. This happened in one of the darkest times of my life. This is before that I labeled this or bottled this thing as rocket fuel, right? Yeah. And I i was just actually blown away by like, I wrote this back then, really? I thought I was like miserable back then. I thought I was like hopeless, even though I used the rocket fuel concept without really knowing what it was called. Right. I wrote, before you can accomplish anything, you first have to believe you can. And then I did hash, hashtag mindpower, hashtag watch me do it. Now, wow. I, I, I remember at this point, it was right after Christmas. And I'm like, this person that did this to us I mean, it was almost a million bucks gone and they were challenging me further and acting like that we couldn't make it without them. And that's when I posted that and I'm like, okay, I think that might be the wrong thing for you to say to me because remember (laughs) stubborn, stubborn is not the wrong thing when it's on the right thing. I am perversely unyielding when I believe in something and I'm relentless. So I took that and I used it as fuel instead of suing the person or the company, we used it as fuel and- Now we got back to that same level we were and it only took us three years, two and a half years actually to get there. Um, What took us 12 years before. So if you can see how rocket fuel actually works and how powerful it is, um, there's several stories and I I write about this in the book, um, rocket fuel, so happily named. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there's several stories that I can show you that a concept works and when you put your mind to it um, and actually convert instead of storing it in your trunk, uh, it, it, it's amazing, and and you really feel you become unstoppable.
0: Right? Yeah, no, I understand. I I I love that that you named it and that you've done this and that you've created this book because I I think that I do similar things or I know that I do similar things and I would have never I never really thought of it as, as that way. And it's nice that you went ahead and did that because that helps. Obviously a lot of people have some sort of like a roadmap basically yep. to, yeah. to follow. So speaking of the book, tell everybody before I let you go, um, what's the deal with that? So is it, it's coming out soon. Yes.
1: Yes. February 7th. Um, it's available now for purchase on, uh, forward slash book. That's Mike C R O C. Okay. Mike dot forward slash book. If you go there, you can get it. Um, Grant Cardone wrote the forward. There's a it's it's an awesome. It give you chills reading it because, you know, this is a guy that's a billionaire now that is one of the most successful entrepreneurs, sales tra- sales trainers, real estate guys, and he actually talks about this concept and how it's impacted his life and his business. And for me to go see this stuff that I've dealt with and how I came up with this and the fact that someone like this can relate to it, it just It'll give you chills. And, it's really uh, special.
0: It's really, yeah, really so, special.
1: So I'm excited about that coming out February 7th. It'll be available actually, and uh, but you can get it now. So,
0: Okay, sweet. I'm going to have to go get one. Um, and also, please tell everybody before I let you go how they can find you if they want to work with you or simply follow you on social media and connect with you.
1: Instagram is the best way. Uh, LinkedIn too, but Instagram is the best way at Mikey Crock, M-I-K-E-Y-C-R-O-C, Mikey Crock. Um, I love engaging with people in the DMS. Uh, if you have questions or any feedback or whatever the case is, man, just hit me up and, uh, I- I'd love to communicate with you.
0: Okay, cool. And we'll make sure and put all that in show notes, of course. Uh, so everybody can have that easily accessible. Mike, thank you so much for being on my show. I appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.